Golf and rock and roll, not logical, but it is fascinating. Giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your golf insiders on ESPN 1080. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house tonight, your host, Holly G., along with her right-hand caddy, Rich Bianco. We are talking the Players' Championship wrap-up, Rich B., all kinds of unbelievable golf. A playoff again, fourth time in a row, and what an amazing finish. Awesome. Great. You know, good. You, know, you were in the Barker hey, lounger. You, you had the bunny slippers on. The bunny slippers must have been like hopping around. I'd you, love to have seen those. You feet. know, and you gotta find yourself a life. If you're texting me on Sunday afternoon, you know you got nothing going on. Uh, and kudos to uh, Golf Channel NBC for having the seven o'clock coverage going on. And our man Todd Lewis, who will be on shortly with the Golf yeah, Insiders. I mean, there's nothing on. You get the news. You get the you know leftovers, but. Uh, uh, that was great golf for the last hour, and it was fun to watch. And uh, and there was a lot K. of J. Choi, hey, the winner. A lot of moolah. Big lot moolah. Of moolah on the table. And uh, you know, money. you had to feel a little bit sorry for David Toms. Um, had the chance to have a victory first time in five years, and since his PGA Championship at the Atlantic Club back in, I believe, it was 2002. But, um, you know, we've, I've got a question we want to ask our big dog. We're going to bring Bob Harrigan from ESPN.com, who was working his tail off all week long. I was up there on Saturday at uh, the rain-delayed <laughs> day. Oh, you came blowing that, in, and so did and the so storm. And so did the storm. But he's on the line, going to give us a full report. Bob Herrig, ESPN.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going? Wow, um, what you know? What a Sunday carryover. Um, since they didn't get the round finished after the four and a half hour rain delay, we were all uh, having fun, enjoying in the media center on Saturday. Made for a pretty long day, marathon day. But uh, give me your thoughts on how it finished out. Yeah, I mean it was um, a lot of guys in the mix there at the on Sunday back nine, and. Uh, Kind of seemed like nobody really wanted to win there for a bit. Um, kind of, kind of strange. Uh, that leaderboard that at one point, I think there were about 16 guys within three shots, and it, you know there was a little bit of lull that went on. You know, it's it's like, of course, I guess you wouldn't expect that at the TPC that somebody would start to charge, especially on Sunday. But it, you're right; it didn't seem like you know anybody was was really taking uh, the course. Yeah, it's um, especially after all the rain and and it looked like and it looked like guys were going to have a chance to go low, um, and we did have some low scores Sunday too. I mean, a bunch of guys who weren't in contention shot some numbers, and then uh, but those all those guys who were up there, I mean, they were just sort of kind of middling, and uh, I thought that was um, I don't know if that was the pressure or 
if the conditions got a little bit more difficult, I think it's probably a case of all of that. But, uh, uh, you know, when it was all over, a bunch of guys kind of backed off. Uh, obviously the biggest one, um, uh, you know, but yeah, the, other the guys Mac in attack, there. The Mac attack, what happened to him? Yeah, yeah, I mean, Nick Watney was in there and, um, you know, several several guys, uh, Martin Keimer. There's a bunch of guys you had a chance, and then all of a sudden they kind of slipped away. And, you know, GMAC, I think, just ran out of steam. Uh, uh, but, um, you know, to go from leading the tournament to shooting 79 um, with only one birdie, and it was a long bomb of a birdie, uh, just, uh, you know, he kind of came into the tournament not feeling great about his game, had worked on it really hard gotten himself in position that sort of all left them so uh you know it's i guess it's just sort of the way it's been going in the big tournaments lately where guys are up there and they fall off you know that's kind of uh uh what i saw happen with uh david toms now he's standing on 16 t and they had already walked a long way i mean they had already played uh 27 or so holes and it looked like to me david could see the clubhouse and he wanted to just guide it in and get it over with. And um, as he, he said, got ahead of himself. You know, he uh, made a couple of bad swings there on on 16 and uh, kind of gave it away. And you wrote about it, Bob. I mean, what'd you think? I I think it was uh, you know the wrong call. Yeah, I mean it's 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 easy for us to second guess, but when the guy who's closest to had already laid up, you know, and you've got a one shot lead. Um, you know, maybe obviously you're going for the knockout punch, but and and unforced and, error. Yeah, and on the other hand, you know, uh, you, you sit there and you and you say, hey, you know, this is an easy shot. I should be able to execute. And the caddy kind of felt like, hey, he's just going to hit this out to the left at the worst and have a chip onto the green. But he, you know, it didn't work out that way. It uh, it, it came up short, kind of hit it out to the right. He hit it a little bit weak and. And then all of a sudden, you know, now he's scrambling, and his, his he's lucky that KJ Choi didn't birdie the hole on him. Uh, so now they're tied going to the last two holes instead of still, at the very worst, probably having a one-shot lead, um, or maybe getting it up and down from over there to, you know, from after a layup. Which of course I pointed out, that's what he did to win his lone major. He he didn't go for it. He got it up and down to win in a in a sort of a similar situation and. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's. I, I think it's easy to second guess, and he second guessed. He he was saying afterward he probably should have laid up. His caddy said, "I wish I would have talked him into laying up." So uh, obviously, if he hits in the middle of the green, it looks great. Well, it's interesting, you know, in in the moment that the decision process, um, and maybe as he said, having not been there for a while, uh, maybe he, you know, got a little aggressive. Although you don't think of him as being that kind of player, so you know, it's kind of interesting that he did chose to go for okay, it. Okay, now listen, let's point out one thing here. Uh, nobody was having any more fun on that golf course than KJ Choi. It looked like he was enjoying himself, high fiving and uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, partying on. Down the fairway. And a well-deserved victory. I'm, I'm curious, though, Bob, if this is one of those players' championships that's remembered as much for how it was lost. Probably so. I mean, I mean, David Tom's kind of lost the tournament twice. Mm. You know, he lost it on 16, and then he lost it by missing a, by, by missing a three-footer in the playoff. I mean, if he makes that putt and they go on to 18, who knows what happens. 
On the other hand, you know, KJ could have put that thing away himself. He he must have missed on the back nine before all that three, two or three, four putts inside of six, eight feet on the front nine. He had a lot of chances that he didn't convert. Yes, he did. Uh, so he, he could have also, you know, put an end to it or, or given himself a cushion and was never able to push out in front. So, um, you know, that's, that's, I guess, the nature of, of the golf course that they play there. And, um, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was good though. I thought it was a good tournament. Bob, do you have one of those big paddle grips on your putter? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe the grip isn't big enough. I don't know. Yeah, that thing is that thing is enormous. Yeah. Well, and you know he he snuck it in the the side door there on 18 Lip in. to go into the playoff. So um, you know, but give it to KJ, had just played fantastically in the Masters and has been there the last two years. So you know he's been on in, in, knocking at the door to step up to win a big one. Yeah, I mean here's the thing though, you know I don't think there's any guarantees. Um, you know, I, I was looking back at the winners of the um, of the Players Championship over the past ten years, and of course, you know, as we've discussed before, the tournament is about as democratic as it gets. It allowed it, all different sorts of players have won it over the years: short hitters, long hitters, straight, crooked, you know, bombers. However, you want great putters, not so great putters. I mean, I, I think there's a, a theme that it's good to hit it in the fairway like David Toms does and hit greens, but that's not necessarily what wins. But you go back to Tiger in 2001, all of the winners since Tiger, there's only two guys who have gone on to win a major after winning the Players' Championship, and that's Tiger and Phil. So, you know, as great of a tournament as it is, as big of a tournament as it is, prestigious, it doesn't necessarily portend future greatness in majors. Um, you know, I just thinking off the top of my head, who's won it? Uh, Davis Love has won had won his major before he won in 2003. Adam Scott hasn't won a major. Fred Funk, Stephen how, Ames. How about did. Sergio? Where's Sergio Sir, been? That flame has been uh, you know barely flickering since then. He hasn't won a tour event since he won the Players three years ago. Uh, he's won in Europe, but he hasn't won over here. Um, you know, Henrik Stenson won two years ago and is in a horrific slump right now. Uh, last year, Tim Clark, of course, Tim Clark, that's his only tour victory. So, you know, it's, um, you just, you just never know. I mean, I've had that question. Does this mean maybe KJ's on the verge of breaking through to win a major? I mean, I don't think so. It doesn't, you know, I, I think he might win one or he might not, but I don't think winning this tournament really has anything to do with it. Well, if his cool demeanor um, under pressure is any indication, maybe this is one player that this will kind of vault him to that level. You know who he reminds me a lot of is, like, VJ. He's out there every week grinding it out, playing, 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 and he'll get his turn. You know, that's the way that goes. I mean, it's just the odds. He's going he's gonna to rise to the top and have a very successful career. He's already had a pretty successful career. I mean, I, I think he's, you know, obviously Y.E. Yang has won a major, but, but Choi's won more tournaments. This is his eighth. And, and right, his eighth PJ Tour event. And, you know, probably, the, you know, on the men's side, the most influential, um, you know, South Korean golfer, uh, and maybe the second most influential after Seiri Pak. Um, you know, obviously there's a ton of uh, – 
Korean women who play golf. Uh, not as many men, but but it's it's growing. It's getting bigger, and uh, you know I think they owe a lot to him. He he came over here a decade ago, more so. Uh, didn't know the language and has really done a great job to improve and to improve his game. And now at age forty, you know, got his biggest win of his career. Well, of course, the other big story last week, Tiger and his knee and Achilles. Now again, uh, the lead story this week, as he tweeted that he will be playing in the U.S. Open and did not re-injure his leg. You think he's got time to get ready and prepare for the Open? That's a, that's a very tough question. Um, you know, he had four weeks from, from the Masters to the Players, and, and obviously wasn't ready. And now he's got another four weeks from from right now until the U.S. Open. Is that enough time to be ready? I mean, he he basically didn't hit any balls until Players Championship wait, trying to wait as long as possible to give it the enough rest. Now, here's the thing: we don't really know what he was doing the week after the Masters. You know, he went on that tour of Asia for Nike. Um, Gave some clinics over there. Did he tweak it a little bit? Did he make it worse? Was he on his feet too much then? Um, but again, even if he rests it and is perfectly okay to start off, you know the guy hasn't been practicing. And what more does he need right now than that? He needs to work on his game, and um, it, it's very clear that he needs he needs work on a lot of aspects of his game: his short game, his putting. Um, you know, uh, not not just the full swing. And there were these great strides made at the Masters with the full swing, and now he's not had a chance to build on it. Um, you know, so what do you do? I mean, I, I, I almost think that he needs to kind of put the U.S. Open out of his mind and, and think about getting back, think long-term. Um, if he's ready to play the U.S. Open, fine. But he shouldn't go in there with this expectation of trying to win and putting all this pressure on himself. If I were him, I'd be getting ready for the British Open uh, or, or even the PGA Championship. You know, making sure that I'm ready to go then, and don't don't mess up future opportunities uh, at the expense of the near term. Uh, you know, assuming that this really is a minor thing that just needs rest to heal. Well, we're going to have. Uh... An expert biomechanic guy on next after you, and we're going to ask him that question because um, I still think there's some doubt there as to the, you know, extent of this injury, and um, we'll we'll see. But I think the other thing that you know. It, Continuing, a lot of us and a lot of uh, those in the media say, hey, you know, you can never count Tiger out. But I'm not so sure that's a given anymore, given the amount of talent and depth out there on the tour right now. Exactly. The, the, there's, I think we're in, in this phase now where a lot of different people can win, and we might be looking at, you know, a two or three wins in a year being a great year and a bunch of people doing it. Um, you know, we've already seen this year we've had a, we've had a couple of rookies win. We've had a couple of first-timers, first-time winners. Um, you know, we've kind of we've had a bunch of guys who were outside of the top 100 in the world when they won. Um, Choi is only the third 40-year-old player or older to win, and the other two were Phil and um, 
uh, Michael Bradley, who won an opposite field event, uh, you know, at, uh, in Puerto Rico. So, um, you know, it's, um, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, we're, we're in this mode of all different kinds of players winning tournaments. And, uh, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I just don't know where that's going. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if somebody breaks through a Bubba Watson, maybe, you know, who's won twice this year. You know, if that guy could win two or three more times this year, then all of a sudden, boom, you know, look at where we're at. It, it'd be, it'd be incredible. Or if a Luke Donald could get hot and win. Um, but, uh, so far, you know, it's really been spread out. Speaking of Luke Donald, kind of surprised, you know, that uh, he didn't finish a little stronger. And now questions about, hey, can he close the big ones? Yeah, I mean, that's sort of been the the uh, the knock on him. Uh, he's, um, you know, he's he's, you know, he won the match play earlier this year, but he he hasn't won a he hasn't won a stroke play event on PJ Tour in five years. So um, and he. Uh, he's got, he'd had, um, you know, an opportunity there a few weeks ago where he lost a playoff at the, uh, at Harbortown. So it's, it's always something, you know, um, as he's playing this week now, he's on the European tour, but it's, it's interesting how that goes. I mean, it's, it's, it's not easy to win. Well, we've got the Crown Plaza at Colonial this week, Bob. We've just got a minute here to wrap up. Um, who do you see in the field? Uh, we've got an interesting mix of players. And speaking of somebody that needs to win, as we mentioned earlier, Sergio trying to play his way into a spot in the U.S. Open. Um, maybe his new momentum will help. But uh, who do you see coming out on Sunday? Yeah, I've, I, um, I actually went with Steve Marino. Um, we love Steve Marino here at yeah, the Golf Insiders. He, he lost in a playoff at the same tournament two years ago, um, and but I, you know, it's, to me, there's only only one top ten player in the world. Matt Kuchar's there. This is another opportunity. I mean, not that not that those numbers necessarily matter all that much. We've not had a lot of top ten guys winning, but uh, hey, you know, this is a great chance for for a guy to break through like Marino. I've kind of wondered why he hasn't won yet, so I'm. I'm sort of thinking maybe this is his week, but you know, golf prognostication is as difficult as it ever has been. I mean, there's just no telling when you've had this many guys outside the top 100 win. Um, how do you choose? You know, another guy I, I'm sort of wondering about is Jeff Overton. He had the great year last year, hasn't done much this year. Uh, made the Ryder Cup team, knocked on the door a few times. This year he's been kind of quiet. So we'll see. You know, it's a it's a venue that. Uh, that a lot of different players like. It's not long. You know, Kenny Perry's played well there over the years. He's 50 years old. There's a bunch of Champions Tour players in the field. So because length isn't such a factor, maybe a couple of those guys might be in the mix. And David Toms is playing as well. Not that it would be redemption, but uh, let's not count him out that maybe he'll come back and win this week. Yeah, I mean, you know, if, he's, if he got over it and can move on, he should. He's playing well. The golf course should suit them really nicely. Well, we'll, we will certainly see who is uh, holding up the crystal on Sunday. Bob Herrig, ESPN.com. Check him out online, our senior writer who spends a few minutes every week with us at the Golf Insiders. And you can catch him on Quiet Please, your new uh, program on ESPN.com, Bob. Yep, all kinds of stuff on there. Check it all out. All right. (laughs) Bob 
O'Hare at ESPN.com. Thanks for spending a few minutes with the Golf Insiders. We've got more TPC wrap-up coming up. Stay tuned. We've got Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel and Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel coming up. Golfers, are you ready to get in shape for the new year? Fitness Experts has a customized workout plan just for you. Lose fat and build your core golf muscles in a fun, relaxed atmosphere. Fitness Experts is a fully equipped personal training studio that offers the energy and variety of a large gym with the low-key comfort of a private studio. Fitness Experts offers a variety of programs and trainers to fit your needs, from weight and core functional training to Pilates, yoga, and more. Take your game to the next level and get the attention and guidance you deserve. Check out our 50 Days of Fitness and kick your game into gear. Go to 50daysoffitness.com for more information or call Fitness Experts today. 407-758-6791. 407-758-6791. PlayGolfPlanet.com is Orlando's coolest place to get the hottest deals at your favorite courses around Central Florida. PlayGolfPlanet.com allows you to connect directly with the courses to book tee times online and organize your foursomes with friends all in one place. PlayGolfPlanet.com brings the best deals directly to you. It's as if you're a private member at all of your favorite courses. Every day the content changes on your personalized account. Receive exclusive tee time deals and get the latest information on local tournaments and events. PlayGolfPlanet.com is the future of golf, where golfers choose and courses deliver. Sign up today at PlayGolfPlanet.com. PlayGolfPlanet.com The new Aero Golf and Tennis Resort is open to the public and kicking off the new year with some unbelievable deals. Seniors get 50% off green fees on Mondays, and golfers check out Aero's two-for-one Tuesdays. Buy one green fee, get one free, cart included, and enjoy two-for-one drinks at Peary's Tavern, our newly renovated restaurant and bar with live entertainment on Friday and Saturday nights. Experience the new Aero Golf and Tennis Resort, 27 holes of championship golf just off the 429 in beautiful Apopka. For a limited time, buy our annual golf pass for just 3000 bucks, including unlimited golf, carts fees, driving range, and resort. Resort amenities. Take it from me, Holly G. You can't play enough golf to beat this incredible deal. The new Arrow Golf and Tennis Resort open to the public. Book your tee time now. 407-886-5000. 407-886-5000. For over 15 years, Winter Park Eyewear has provided designer eyewear, sports, and sunwear to keep you looking good both on and off the golf course. Family owned and operated, Winter Park Eyewear offers friendly, personalized service in a relaxed atmosphere you won't find in the mall. Owners Harvey and Christine Finkel are licensed opticians with over 35 years experience. Winter Park Eyewear sells designer frames from Gucci, Cole Haan, Oakley, and many more. Winter Park Eyewear provides eye exams, contact lenses, digital, and progressive lenses. For all your optical needs, visit Winter Park Eyewear, 1933 Aloma Avenue, 407-677-8666, 407-677-8666. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shanked that uh, three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this, I really hate to lose, asking forgiveness. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich Bianco, the best caddy on the planet. And, uh, Rich, you got some news of some cool stuff going on for the summer? Holly, what are we going to do with the kids this summer? I know. All of our children. Our kids, 
14 to 18. What yes. are we going to do with our kids? Send them to camp, summer golf camp. Everybody's looking for a camp, Holly. Where do I send my kids? And they want you want them to learn something? You can really send them to a great place here. Yeah, the Children's Miracle Network Hospital Classic Junior Tour. There's a mouthful. Blah, blah, blah. Whoa. Children's Miracle Network Hospital Junior Tour. High At school Disney? kids. Yes, I'm high guessing. school kids. Uh, 14 to 18 are invited, boys and girls. And uh, they're going to be playing uh, three golf tournaments and a tour championship. That's at uh, that's July 13th, the tour championship. The fun starts June 15th. If you want, you go to Disney Golf, www. Disney Golf. Check it out. The Junior Golf. You know, if you want to sign up for the Junior uh, Golf program out there, which I highly we highly recommend. We're sending our kids. How many of our <laughs> kids, Rich? <laughs> Remember our, our kids, Holly? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So back to business here. And, uh, yeah, send your kid to summer golf camp. I can't think of a better thing to do. Oh, no And kidding. the Disney program's fantastic. We were talking about Tiger Woods. And, uh, of course, his uh, pulling out of the TPC hit all the headlines before the first round started. And, um we brought in back to the Golf Insiders and want to speak to a few minutes for to uh, Chuck Wolf, the CEO of Human Motion Associates here in Orlando, is one of the leading experts in biomechanics in sports, deals with a lot of top professional athletes and uh, uh, some of the top LPGA players like Paula Kramer. Hey, Chuck, welcome to the Golf Insiders. Holly, how are you? It's good to talk to you again. Glad to have you back. Rich B., how are you? Uh, I have no range of motion whatsoever, but I do like the idea of motion. We don't have enough time, Chuck, <laughs> on this show to get into his problems. <laughs> but I do want to get some of your expert opinion and let our listeners uh, get your thoughts about really this, this whole thing that Tiger's going through, all kinds of uh, you know discussion about it, the knee, the former surgery, the Achilles. I know having gone through a similar injury, it's not easy to rehab this thing. Um, and, you know, how serious is this? Now he's come out and said, hey, I didn't re-injure it. Everything's good. All systems go for the U.S. Open. Your thoughts? Well, first of all, the I think between the two, the toughest to rehab is probably going to be the Achilles tendonitis because those things are just very difficult to get rid of. Now, they're probably treating the, the symptoms but you got to go beyond that, and there's other reasons why that that's happening. Um, not sure what his foot type is like. Uh, I know how his hips move just by by watching him as he walks. The hips have a contributing factor, and also the inner thighs have a contributing factor uh, that create limitations. And the compensation is being made up by the Achilles, so that one can be very difficult. The knee, uh, Holly, I think we may have talked about this before. The knee is the dumbest joint in the body and is going to do what the hip and foot tell it to do. He's extremely bound up in his hips, and the injury that he has is is the lack of motion somewhere, which I believe is the hips, which is going to be affected by the foot. The knee's making up the difference. Now, can he be ready by the U.S. Open? Uh, I, I think it's possible. Uh, the guy's an incredible athlete, and I think it's possible. But he needs, I, I believe, change some of the some of the routines that he's been doing as far as his training. And I'm not totally certain what his rehab is. I haven't seen anything about it. But if it's typical rehab, he, he 
probably going to need to change some of that as well. Well, but it is possible. And we are talking about, though, something that is so uh, stressful on the knee joint, especially the left knee. So when we're talking about, this isn't something like you can kind of play through, practice through. I mean, you know, the, the physical therapy is, is pretty rigorous. Well, it, it can be. But if it's done, when I say done properly, I'm not saying that there's things that are being done improperly, but if you address the issues of that's outside the knee, particularly in his hips, uh, you're going to see the knee start acting a lot better because the knee is making up for motion that the hips aren't allowing uh, him or anybody else who may have this issue. The hips aren't allowing the movement of the thigh, uh, of the femur, to be moving properly. The foot is controlling what goes on at the, at the shin or the tibia, and if those two aren't communicating together, meaning the foot and the hip, the knee's going to make up the difference. So he's extremely immobile in his hips. Um, he, he's a great, like many great athletes, he's a great compensator. But right now, he, these things are starting to catch up to him a bit. I don't believe it's because of an age issue. I keep reading and hearing the media, and he's even said, while well, I'm getting older, Oh, my God, Johnny Miller had him at 55, 60 years old last week. Exactly, exactly. I mean, what's up with that? Don't, uh, I think Tiger's still got some mojo in his uh, upper you know, body. Johnny might be running. Well, hey, Chuck, Chuck, can we get the, uh, the update on your facility? I mean, where are you? We're located at uh, just next to the Holy Land Experience uh, at Conroy and Vineland Road, 4501 Vineland Road in Orlando. Oh, yeah, and you're right in the middle of it. We're right in the middle there. And uh, my practice is is affiliated inside of a physical therapy clinic, sports-specific training and rehabilitation. Uh, I work closely with those guys, but I do my own thing. Uh, again, we're specializing in gait and motion analysis. Uh, the, the site of the injury is not the problem. We'll figure out what's limited in motion and where the compensation is coming from. Well, you were hinting about a couple other things that have been discussed in terms of Tiger's injury, you know, age being one of them. Um, I've read a couple of pieces uh, where some neurodocs have said, hey, there's, you know, some obviously some stuff going on with the cartilage in this knee. Uh, and then, of course, there's the ongoing question of, you know, were there any performance-enhancing drugs as part of the equation? What's, uh, what's your thought on all that? Well, first of all, from from the medical standpoint, the knee's taken a hit over a number of years. And, um, again, I think you need to look back and find out how has he been training and what's been going on. I, I read, I want to say it was last week, that he, it might have been back in 94, had two cysts removed from his knee. Well, with the amount of torsion that's taken place on the knee, it's not surprising that that happens. But, again, there's so many issues that affect the knee that we've got to look away from the knee. Um, the tibial fr uh, plateau fracture that he had at the U.S. Open in 2008 and the torn ACL, that's a symptom of lack of motion somewhere. I mean, that's, those are huge symptoms there that are taking abnormal forces. And when I've heard on the media during these events that his foot comes off the ground as he as he comes through the contact zone and follow through because he generates so much force, that foot coming off the ground is an escape mechanism. And that's protecting what he can't do 
and that's get through the hip very well. Now, again, don't know his foot and ankle structure of how those are working. So the fact that the knee keeps taking a hit, hey, how many times do we have to hit our, our, our thumb with the hammer and eventually say, you know what, maybe I'm not doing this right? We're talking with Chuck Wolf, CEO of Human Motion Associates here in Orlando. So, Chuck, just for our listeners, obviously, you know, knees are problems, wrists are problems. If they're interested in checking out more about what you do and possibly coming to see you for an evaluation, where should they check you out? Uh, they can call me over at uh, Sports Specific, uh, and that is um – uh, oh, I, f- I forgot the phone number. I should know that, Holly. But sports-specific training and rehabilitation uh, off of Vineland Road, or they can go to my website, humanmotionassociates.com, and uh, give me their information. I can contact them from there. All right. One of the best in the business. I know you have athletes that come in from all over the country to work with you, and I know you're working, as I mentioned, with LPGA player Paula Kramer. And any other uh, any other guys you're working with on tour? Uh, on, on the PGA Tour, uh, I consult and evaluate guys like uh, Zach Johnson, Stuart Sink, Steve Stricker, uh, Camilo Villegas, uh, Ricky Fowler, uh, Bryce Mulder, Stuart Sink. Pretty good stable of guys so, there, Chuck. we got some pretty good guys there. I feel All very right. fortunate to be working with them and to be talking to the both of you. All right. Thanks so much, Chuck Wolf, the CEO of Human Motion Associates. Thanks for spending some time with the Golf Insiders. Thanks so much. And, Rich, get your butt in there. Appreciate that. All right. We've got to take a quick break. Stay with us. A lot more coming up. Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel. Golfers, are you ready to get in shape for the new year? Fitness Experts has a customized workout plan just for you. Lose fat and build your core golf muscles in a fun, relaxed atmosphere. Fitness Experts is a fully equipped personal training studio that offers the energy and variety of a large gym with the low-key comfort of a private studio. Fitness Experts offers a variety of programs and trainers to fit your needs, from weight and core functional training to Pilates, yoga, and more. Take your game to the next level and get the attention and guidance you deserve. Check out our 50 Days of Fitness and kick your game into gear. Go to 50daysoffitness.com for more information or call Fitness Experts today. 407-758-6791. 407-758-6791. PlayGolfPlanet.com is Orlando's coolest place to get the hottest deals at your favorite courses around Central Florida. PlayGolfPlanet.com allows you to connect directly with the courses to book tee times online and organize your foursomes with friends all in one place. PlayGolfPlanet.com brings the best deals directly to you. It's as if you're a private member at all of your favorite courses. Every day the content changes on your personalized account. Receive exclusive tee time deals and get the latest information on local tournaments and events. PlayGolfPlanet.com is the future of golf, where golfers choose and courses deliver. Sign up today at PlayGolfPlanet.com. PlayGolfPlanet.com Attention homeowners, do you still have roof damage or leaks from past storms or hurricanes? Let Century Roofing help you. Locally owned and operated, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. Protect your investment. Century Roofing, honest, reliable, hardworking. Call about our tax-deductible energy products today. 877-766-3100. That's 877-766-3100. Century Roofing. Your home is your castle. You work hard and you have little time for yourself. 
Why spend your weekends cleaning when you can call Little Reds? At Little Reds, we're passionate about cleaning and making your home a peaceful place to come home to. Little Reds Cleaning is locally owned and operated and certified by Ask the Seal. Our two-person teams are licensed, bonded, and insured and are professionally trained and supervised. Little Reds cleans your whole home inside and out, not just the pieces and parts. We strive to meet your needs and deliver the service you want. Little Reds provides residential, commercial, and small business cleaning. No request is too big or too small. Business owners call Little Reds Cleaning to get the job done. We use environmentally safe products. A clean work environment will keep your employees happy and healthy and impress your customers. Call the pros at Little Reds Cleaning, 321-303-0037. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing. And then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, your host, Holly G, along with Rich Bianco. What's that sound, Holly? Not to be confused with Bianchi. What's that sound, Holly? The Orlando Sentinel. That's my Sentinel. You got it. I've got it with me. You broke into the piggy bank, (laughs) bought your copy. For the week. This is out of my Sentinel. We've got one of our favorites, Jeff Shane, our best golf insider from the Orlando Sentinel online. He had a long week at the TPC. Hey, Jeff. How are you? We are great. Uh, wondering, uh, is Mr. Bianchi going to be getting an interview with Tiger anytime soon? Uh, probably not. I mean, it's hard enough for me to get any time with Tiger, so... <laughs> Um, talk know, to us. Talk the, to us. Give us the, the inside the, scoop. Say again. I said, give us the inside scoop. He did come out uh, pretty, uh, pretty tough. He did. Uh, and, but to be honest, um, Mike isn't the only person that has either made mention to me, either verbally or in an email. And, and you know, some of it, some of it is just readers. But says, so he, he's not the only one that has said, you know, is. The body breaking down consistent with the aftermath of somebody who has used performance-enhancing steroids. And while I know that that's a, uh, you know, that's a very harsh assessment, um, you know, may- maybe the fair thing is, is that, you know, maybe the question is proper to be asked. You know, the, the answer may be still a definitive no, but you know Barry Bonds disappeared pretty quickly after uh, after uh, his uh, you know situation, and it was because his body was breaking down, and uh, you, you, you've seen it in, in some other situations. So I don't find it I don't find it wrong to ask the question. I mean that's what we're supposed to be around for is to ask the question. It doesn't necessarily mean that the answer is that he juiced up. I completely agree, and I think um, I think he has been treated a little bit lightly in terms of the tough questions around that, given some of the um, you know related pieces of that story. Um, however, I think it is interesting that you know Tiger was one of the people that when Tim Fincham talked about um, instituting drug testing, he was all for it. Said you know let's start tomorrow. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and. Uh... Yeah, and, and maybe that's a, you know one of those things where, you know, if if we had some sort of uh, you know, for lack of a better phrase, some sort of public display, public disclosure, you know, it might it might answer a few questions or, or put some of these things to rest. The the fact that he did have the relationship with Dr. William Galea, 
uh, does not help Tiger's situation. If it had, if he had, you know, picked another doctor to to do the experimental blood spinning treatment, and there wasn't this name association with somebody who is, you know, facing charges of of distributing anabolic steroids, maybe this wouldn't be an issue. But the fact that Tiger's name was in the records of Galea, all of a sudden that does create a, a shadow that Tiger's not going to be able to get rid of uh, easily. Well, we know he's very, very calculated about the things he does. So I think that, you know, brings some other questions into it. You know, he's a very intelligent guy that goes about things um, very focused and for a reason. So, you know, that uh, coupled with now I think just ongoing doubts about, you know, what is truth or fiction in the Tiger camp, it all adds to the speculation. Yeah, it certainly does. And, uh, you know, just the, the, even the way that this uh, injury that we're dealing with now uh, has, has, been, uh, has been dealt with, I think, uh, you know, creates some questions, too. When Tiger left the Masters, and let's face it, we didn't see, any, we didn't see anything physically wrong uh, with him on television when he shot 67 on Sunday at the Masters. And then we find out a week later that, yeah, he's got some pain in his knee and uh, he might have to take a little bit of time off. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a grade one sprain and it's a minor injury. And that's, you know, that's all we got out of Tiger's camp. Well, for those nine holes on Thursday, it didn't look like a minor injury. Now, maybe it was a minor injury that got worse and we haven't really gotten any word on that uh, you know uh, the statement from doctor or from uh, tiger the other day said you know the doctor said that he didn't do any more damage to his leg well he certainly looked like he was more damaged on thursday of the players than he was on sunday at the masters and i think that there's a lot of questions here is how hurt really is tiger we probably won't see him at memorial now so the first chance we're going to have to look at him is going to be you know Tuesday practice round or something at Congressional, and between now and then, there's a lot of room for well, you know, gee, how you know how badly is Tiger limping around? Well, and I, and I think in the background too, you hope that he doesn't continue to try to get back too soon because we know that's Tiger's competitive nature, and you know, again, you know, do further damage the next time. Absolutely. In fact, a little foreshadowing of my column for tomorrow, but I ask that very question. Would a longer rest give us a better tiger down the road rather than to try to throw all of his eggs into the U.S. Open basket, which, let's face it, he did pretty successfully in 2008, but there's a reason why a lot of your, you know, sporting, you know, uh, you know, heroic performances don't have sequels. They just don't happen all that often, and uh, I, I think Tiger has a decision to make sometime down the road, you know, between now and the middle of June. Is what I'm doing uh, better for the long-term Tiger, or am I just really kind of throwing all my eggs into the basket to, A, try to just end this streak, but uh, does am I better coming back fully healthy? You know, skip Congressional, maybe even skip St. George, save the travel, Get healthy, then come back strong in Atlanta Athletic Club and, uh, and, and try and knock off your next major that way. 
Well, I think uh, it will be interesting to see, um, you know, what what happens. The the plot continues. <laughs> uh, let's turn to the players and your thoughts on uh, David Toms, uh, you know, going for it on 16, and K.J. Choi coming out on top in the end. Well, uh, certainly uh, a very roller coaster last four holes there at TPC. Uh, and, and kind of the interesting thing about Toms is this is a man who won his major championship at the 2001 PGA by making the prudent move by laying up at the 72nd hole and holding off Phil uh, Phil Mickelson trying to uh, trying trying to you know take one with a with a birdie at the end and uh, it, it's kind of funny because as we were kind of going through the day and Tom's was holding steady and holding steady and holding steady there were a couple of tweets. Uh, that, that uh, at least you know popped up on my screen. I'm sure it popped up on other writers' screens as well. Paul Azinger was watching, you know, from Bradenton, and was saying that you know he's never seen a guy drive the ball straighter over the course of his career than David Tom's, and uh, that, that Tom's just you know hit more greens than anybody he's ever seen. Well, then here we are coming down the back stretch. Uh, you know, and the straightest driver, you know, that, that Paul Azinger has ever seen uh, decided to uh, bite off a little bit more than he could chew. And at number 16, uh, the draw just didn't draw. Simple as that. Uh, but that left the door open for Choi. Um, it could have been a two-shot swing, you know, when you think about it. But I, I think that it definitely left the door open, and then it kind of forced the play the rest of the way. It was, it's great to see David Thomas back. Uh, back up, you know, in contention in a tournament. I hope he does it again this week at Colonial, but that was kind of a non-David Tom's move at 16. We're talking to Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel. And, you know, again, one of those sort of bittersweet endings, um, you know, you hate to see a guy kind of give it away, which certainly there was just some, you know, who knows, a a moment of lack of concentration. Uh, But, you know, interestingly, 16 played is the easiest hole on Sunday, and he bogeys that hole. Toughest hole on Sunday, 18, and he birdies it with, you know, an all-world putt. Uh, it's a crazy game, golf. It, it really is, and, and that putt never left its line. I, I, you know, Tom said, you know, that he, he knew that putt was in five feet away from the hole. It was not going to leave the, the line, and so for him to uh, be able to, to, you know, put himself back in the, in, in the mix with a playoff, you know, that was a very great call. And let's not forget the shot that set that up because his drive rolled into a divot, and it wasn't, a, it wasn't exactly a small divot it was sitting in there as well. He had to change his, uh, he had to change his uh, approach shot, uh, typically a six-iron shot for him. He went with a five-iron, uh, tried to uh, hit a little bit lower ball flight, and it worked out. I suppose it worked out as well as you could have imagined for him. Uh, so just, you know, a, a great play through adversity when he had to make a play at 18 to get himself into that playoff. Holly, have we got time for one more question? You know how I like to ask my questions. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Jeff, thanks for being on. We appreciate it. And, um, you know, you're writing about McDowell's idiot resurfaces. Now, you know, as a golfer, I think, you know, I, I, I can show my inner idiot. It pops up at the craziest moments, but... Uh, 
Uh, he did uh, really have some uh, mental well, breakdowns. Well, I think, I think we thought, you know, he would have just been a tiger on Sunday. You know, he was known as the closer. He's got that kind of, you know, Irish just, I'm going to, uh, you know, take day. no prisoners. Yeah, I think his uh, swing coach, you know, only guaranteed him 18 holes, and then they had to go with the with extra. the new swing. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's only good for 18. He didn't uh, anticipate playing. Needs his money back yeah, for that lesson. Yeah, 27, 30 holes. But, uh Great article in Surprising, the Surprising, uh, Jeff, don't you think? Uh, very much so, except that Graham has, you know, had his uh, had his struggles, uh, and you could see in his scores over the early part of the season. Uh, you know, obviously it, it's hard to keep what he had going through 2010 all the way through, you know, another year. And, and even McDowell admits that a couple of his high finishes early on he kind of backed into because he played great on Sunday, 62 at Kapalua, 63, maybe it was 64 uh, at Honda, but he hadn't been consistently playing well all the way through, and whatever had started to sneak into his swing had gotten pretty bad here in the last month. Uh, he missed the cut in New Orleans, kind of sent out uh, you know, an emergency call to Pete Cowan, his coach, saying, you know, meet me on Monday or whatever it was at Lake Nona. You know, pack for a couple days, whatever, whatever it was. And, uh, and and so they worked on it, and, and they worked out a lot of the problems. But on a long marathon day, you know, Graham McDowell had to play 31 holes uh, under Sunday pressure, tough conditions. Um, you know, some of those things sneak back into your swing, and. Uh, he obviously got a terrible break at 18 uh, at the end of his third round when an almost perfect shot wound up in the perfectly wrong place to kick into the water. But uh, early on in the final round, you could see that he, just, he wasn't being as precise again. Uh, his driver was starting to come a little unhinged, and uh, the ball wasn't going where he wanted it to. And then I think once he had the back-to-back -back, uh, terrible drives at number six and seven, the the uh, dead right drive at six into the trees, and then the overcompensation on the tee at seven for this ugly hook into the water. I think that really took a lot of the uh, of the uh, uh, of the emotional uh, charge out of McDowell. And he admit he admitted that as he got to the back nine, and and he kind of uh, you know realized that he'd uh, you know thrown away his opportunity. He was just trying to get off the course and and kind of let Toms and Choi have the spotlight and get out of the way. Well, as usual, it came down to the final three holes at the TPC and incredible drama at 17, the Island Green, as always. And uh, a couple almost uh, hole-outs there by Phil Mickelson, both on Saturday, which I witnessed, and on Sunday. And Phil is kind of running hot and cold a little bit as well. I, I think this part, this part of the year... And he kind of admits that his focus changes. To get ready for the Masters, he's got to focus on distance, and everything is distance to him. And then once the Masters is over, he kind of has to retool his thinking, certainly, and maybe maybe the emphasis on uh, in his swing so that he uh, puts the emphasis on getting the ball into the fairway. And I think there's a transitional period in between, and the, the players falls right in the middle of that. And uh, therefore, you kind of get good fill and bad fill because he had some – fantastic stretches, nine-hole stretches, four-hole stretches, where it looked like he was going to really heat up. And then he would have a chip that didn't, didn't go where he wanted it to go 
or he would have a three putt at the wrong time. So uh, he's got he definitely has some things to work on to get ready for congressional. But I think that's what we get from Phil this time of year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jeff, Shane from the Orlando Sentinel, thanks for spending some time with us and giving us your thoughts. Great coverage on the Players' Championship. We are lucky to have a great writer like you, one of our uh, favorite golf insiders. And, uh, you know, Rich B just has to go earn a little bit more, um, you know, Orlando allowance money. money from me this week so he can afford to keep buying the paper. <laughs> And everyone is appreciated, believe me. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Jeff Shane, the Orlando Sentinel. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 1080 ESPN. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel, coming up next. Golfers, are you ready to get in shape for the new year? Fitness Experts has a customized workout plan just for you. Lose fat and build your core golf muscles in a fun, relaxed atmosphere. Fitness Experts is a fully equipped personal training studio that offers the energy and variety of a large gym with the low-key comfort of a private studio. Fitness Experts offers a variety of programs and trainers to fit your needs, from weight and core functional training to Pilates, yoga, and more. Take your game to the next level and get the attention and guidance you deserve. Check out our 50 Days of Fitness and kick your game into gear. Go to 50daysoffitness.com for more information or call Fitness Experts today. 407-758-6791. 407-758-6791. The new Aero Golf and Tennis Resort is open to the public and kicking off the new year with some unbelievable deals. Seniors get 50% off green fees on Mondays, and golfers check out Errol's two-for-one Tuesdays. Buy one greens fee, get one free, cart included, and enjoy two-for-one drinks at Peary's Tavern, our newly renovated restaurant and bar with live entertainment on Friday and Saturday nights. Experience the new Errol Golf and Tennis Resort, 27 holes of championship golf just off the 429 in beautiful Apopka. For a limited time, buy our annual golf pass for just 3000 bucks, including unlimited golf, carts fees, driving range, and resort. Resort amenities. Take it from me, Holly G. You can't play enough golf to beat this incredible deal. The new Arrow Golf and Tennis Resort open to the public. Book your tee time now. 407-886-5000. 407-886-5000. Hey Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble. Won't pay the price. We're back, the Golf Insiders, wrapping up the Players' Championship. And, wow, unbelievable coverage by the Golf Channel, as you mentioned earlier, Rich B., just wall-to-wall. You know, I just love listening to all the commentary afterwards, the press conference. It just doesn't get any better. They're doing such a great job over there with their partnership with NBC. And one of the hardest-working guys this week, our very own, one of our favorites, Todd Lewis, is on the line just to spend a couple minutes. We wanted to give you a huge shout-out, Todd. And thank you. (laughs) Are you there? Todd? Did we lose you, Todd? Oh, nobody loves that sound. Hey, listen, we've got the big break going on. We've got a local guy, Oren. Oren is Oren is the guy that runs the quota game on uh, Mondays at Forest Lake. Oren is Playing on the, the big, big break. break. Todd, That's pretty awesome. Are you with us? Yeah, I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? Yes, yep. we can. 
Well, again, we were giving you a huge shout-out for the great coverage. Uh, we know you were doing Golf Central tonight. We just got a few minutes, but wanted to, you know, just uh, give you a big, big shout-out for all that great coverage you guys did. And Rich was just mentioning we got a local guy in the big break. Oh, yeah, who's that? Oren. Oren, is, uh, he almost got eliminated last night, I you guess. You know, I'm not allowed to talk about the big break. I actually have to sign a disclaimer because in case I find out who wins this, you know, I can uh-huh. you know, lose a lot of pain. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, like resources to pay my mortgage, so I don't really want to talk about the big break. Oh, okay. okay. I just suggest we, everybody watch it. We were, trying to, drama. we were trying to throw you a curveball at all. Yeah, <laughs> I know how you reporters work. Oh, man. But, um, you're oh, getting, wait a minute. I'm one of them. You were getting some great interviews uh, out there on the court. You guys uh, just, you know, unbelievable job. We've just got a couple of minutes, and uh, we just appreciate you just spending a few minutes with us. And just, you know, your thoughts overall on the TPC. Well, I think, I mean, a very deserving player one, K.J. Choi, is, uh, I mean, I think that was his fourth top ten dating back to the Arnold Palmer Invitational in a row. He's well-respected, loves hard golf courses. Um, I mean, it was tough for David Tom to I wouldn't say lose the tournament there, but it's you know, it's, t- it's a tough way for K.J. to win it, I guess is what I'm trying to say, and K.J. will admit that, but he'll take it. Um, it's by far his biggest victory ever as a professional, um, and he's a rock star in Asia. I mean, he is the Tiger Woods of Asia, and uh, the way that continent is growing over there, both economically and, and their, their fascination and love and passion for golf, I think it's a good global win for the game. Absolutely, and it was great that he came on the set with you guys after the mm-hmm. tournament and spent some time. You know, he's very likable, and I give him kudos for, you know, working on his English and being able to yeah. give those interviews. I can't imagine anything more terrifying when, you know, English is like your fourth language. Yeah, well, he uh, he's trying his darnest to, to em- you know, embrace our customs, our, obviously the English language. Um, he's enthusiastic uh, I'll say that about uh, the where he is and, and speaking the English language. And his game is really sharp. I mean, I'm not kidding. He, he's on that short list now of players who could win the U.S. Open at Congressional because not only does he play golf courses, a tough golf courses very well, but he won at Congressional, the AT&T National, I believe it was back in 2007, the very first one uh, that Tiger hosted. So... Yeah, he's be got Luke. success there. He's got confidence. And like I said, he's playing well right now. I agree and almost uh, was there for the Masters the last two years. So mm-hmm. we'll be talking more about this, Todd Lewis. Thank you so much. We'll check in with you next week. You got it. Have a good night. The Golf Insiders. Thanks, that's it for another uh, busy hour of Intelligent Golf Talk. Rich B, see you next week. Hey, thanks, Bob Herrick. And Jeff Shane. The Scott Van Pelt Show. Great score. Weekday afternoons at 2 on WHO, Kissimmee, Orlando, ESPN 1080, the team.